Fox Spots and Chair Shots. And people, just to start off, if y'all haven't, go subscribe to Fox Spots and Chair Shots on all platforms to make sure we get in here on Fox Spots and Chair Shots. One of the hottest podcasts out here. Definitely from the spotlight. DJ Savage represents the takeover all day. And Fox Spots and Chair Shots, check Hello to all my people, and if you're watching live, checking us out on YouTube, or listening to this podcast, you're most definitely my people. Welcome to another episode of Botch Bots and Chair Shots. We still have high hopes of delivering quality wrestling content, but if not, we'll sprinkle in some office trivia or dad jokes, you know, so we still get over. I am your host, a chef by trade and a mark by choice. I am the Will Gray, and I'm glad to be here on this journey, and today that journey is the State of the Union Wrestling Debate. Remember, here at Botch Bots and Chair Shots, we're calling in the ring from all the angles. Tonight, it's a very special edition of Botch Bots and Chair Shots. We are holding our first ever State of the Union Wrestling Debate. Before we get into the rules, let's meet our cheerful panel of master debaters. Joining us for the second time tonight, he is a Tennessee All-Pro Wrestling staple. He's a lot bigger than I am. He is Johnny Showtime. Johnny, thanks for coming on and chatting about some wrestling. How are you? Don't wave that around for everybody to see. The check is in the mail. Also joining us tonight, in a pinch, he is the most professional pro wrestling podcaster. He is the host of the Bammer Slummer podcast, but more importantly, I call him friend, Bama Dave. Bama, how are you, brother? What's that? Rounding out the panel, he needs no introduction because he's the host of this show with me just about every week. He is the Bonnie to my Clyde, the Hova to my Beyonce. He is the yellow shoe guy, Bobby Mack. Bobby, you do realize you can't win this thing, right? You pay me, I pay them. Allison just ends up not getting anything out of this ordeal. She just tolerates all of us. Okay, gentlemen, and for those watching live and in the chat, here are the rules. Tonight will be made up of three rounds. Each round will feature a series of topics or hot takes that you will argue or defend inside an allotted time period. At the end of each round, I will award a point and the chat will also award a point based on who they think gave us the most compelling arguments that round. After two rounds, the person with the lowest score will be eliminated, but will remain in the game. The two highest score components will then duke it out in a face-off, sudden death round three. After round three finishes, the chat will cast their vote, and then the third place finisher casts theirs. I will only cast my vote to determine a winner in the event of a tie. Gentlemen, you all set? You don't like that too much? What would you prefer me to call you there, Bobby Mack? Third place, Bobby Mack. <laughs> Johnny Showtime is uh he's displaying his dominance early on. Big stacks of cash and a glass of God knows what. Okay, guys, round one. Some daddy juice. Okay, round one. One starts with each one of you arguing for a spot in the Hall of Fame. For who? For your all-time favorite superstar. Each person will have a 60 seconds to speak their case as to why their favorite superstar should be allowed into the hall, whether they're already there or not. Johnny, you're going to start. Please give us the superstar up for consideration and why they need your vote. Thunder here from the other guys, whatever. But to this day, everybody's going to say Owen Hart. And I'm going to tell you why. There's probably one of the top five, maybe top three best workers of all time. You know, he, he, he did a bunch of different gimmicks, got over every single time. He was a member of the nation. He was a, a, a nugget guy. He was the blue blazer. He tagged with Yokozuna. He tagged with all these extra people. He tagged with Coco Beware, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, all this stuff. And every time he did something, it got over. It worked. So... <clears throat> Now, I know there's a lot of backside to this and why he's not going to be in there, but that's probably the number one person ever, um, if he ever gets in there, that needs to be in there. Um, that's my opinion. I just I think it's, you know, we can sit here and say, well, this person, this person, but Owen Hart, hands down, needs to be in the Hall of Fame um, by far anyone else. 
Excellent. That was good timing. You slid right in there at your time. Uh, and gentlemen, you got any things to follow up on Owen? Um, to me, Owen is a second-rate wrestler. Um, he's Brett's little brother. He's always been remembered as Brett's little brother. He tried to come out of that shadow. And unfortunately, if his career continued, maybe he could have. But at the point where he did pass away... Um, to me, Owen was still in Brett's shadow, and I'm not a Bret Hart fan by any means. But if you're going to rank Hearts, Owen's a second or third heart. Bama, what do you think? Could not disagree more with Bobby. Owen was just ahead of his time. Owen was doing things that wrestlers today mimic and do all the time, and it's now the norm. It's just a shame Owen couldn't have a chance to live an extra 15 years and tear it up with guys like Brian Danielson and Kyle O'Reilly and um, all these other guys that are doing basically what he used to do. It's a shame he was Brett's little brother, and it's a shame he didn't start about five years later than he did. Then he probably would have been a lot more accepted. However, I will say – as, as, bad, as much as I would love to see Owen in the Hall of Fame, he's in there as part of the Hart Foundation. I think that's a great start. Eventually, maybe the bridge can be remended, but the fact they're honoring him in AEW with the Owen Hart Cup and the fact that they're doing two tournaments to do so and getting that library and be able to put him in the video game again, it's a great start. We'll see in the future. All right, Bama, you're up. Who is your candidate and why should we let him into the Hall of Fame? And just to clarify, you said they can already be in it. Correct. If they're already in it, you're explaining. We're pretending like they're not there. Okay. Um, well, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna take the low hanging fruit. I'm gonna do somebody that should be in there, and that's hands down China. She should be in there on her own merit, not as part of Degeneration X. Although she was an integral part to the formation of Degeneration X. China broke the mold when it came to women's wrestling. She's the only woman to ever enter a, a Royal Rumble and do the damage she did. She's also the only woman in WWE history to hold a men's title and defend it multiple times. I hands down believe that in terms of women's wrestling, there would be no Beth Phoenix. There would be no Raquel Gonzalez. There would be no uh, um, Chris Statlander. Any of these bigger women with a lot of power if there had not been a China. And come on flat out, for a woman to be a heater for Hunter Hearst Helmsley and Shawn Michaels, you wouldn't think that'd be believable. She made it believable. So hands down, if any woman needs to go into the Hall of Fame on her own, China deserves to be there. Excellent. Bobby, what do you think about China? I like China. I think she's a you know great performer. My problem with China is out, obviously outside the ring. And when you look mm -hmm. at Hall of Fame, you've got to like, accept all of that. Um, you know, Chris Benoit, you, people have mentioned as being a Hall of Fame wrestler, but outside the ring, no. Michael Jackson, Hall of Fame, you know, musician, but outside, no. And to me, China, that's where her problem exists. And also the fact that she was not actually a good wrestler. She was actually, she was a good performer. But when you put her in the ring one-on-one, -on -one, no. The, the guys that were in the ring with her led her. Johnny, what do you think about China? Uh, I completely agree with him. Here's the thing with China. Uh, in the wrestling industry, sometimes you you have one chance to make a first impression. Um, with any gimmick you try, with any, you know, you it's a shock and awe thing. You got to come out. I am a big guy. That helps me out with my, some things that I do because I'm such a large dude. But when she came out the first time, that's what helped her. Nobody had ever seen anything like that. You know, she came out when she was jacked. You know, she was absolutely humongous. And we didn't see anything out of her. We, we never heard her talk. We never heard anything. And then exactly what he just said, but when she gets in the ring, it was terrible in my opinion. So Hall of Fame, there, there's a fine line with her. Uh, does she deserve it? I don't know if she deserves it. She did a lot for the wrestling industry, for a lot of, for the women's uh, side of it, big time. But it also goes into the fact outside of the ring. WWE's big on that. If you've done a lot of stupid stuff outside of the ring, they're not really going to put you in there. All right, Flair is. Uh, Allison says, what about Flair? He is problematic outside of the ring as are many others inside the hall. Uh, what do you guys think about that? You know, Flair, Ric Flair, like he's done a lot and his problematic stuff has happened like, like much later in his life. Like it's not like it's yeah. every, around like when, when he was like the 1980s champion, when he was 1990s. Played right from hell. <laughs> <laughs> And how much is that actually proven, though? Like, it's it's speculation. 
it's part of the you know dark side of the ring stuff you know which is obviously a national Enquirer type show so is rick flair that really is he really that bad of a guy or was he just portrayed as that very true all right bobby we're gonna to round it out you have your 60 seconds will you tell us who you think needs a spot in the hall and why the one and only Jim Cornette. Um, Jim Cornette is the manager of champions, the Midnight Express. He brought this Southern tag team to national dominance. Um, he recognized professional wrestling. He still recognizes professional wrestling. He's been called, you know, adolescent and just, you know, a, a bitter person to the ring. But you know what? If more people listen to Jim Cornette, I think professional wrestling would be better. And I really do feel like AEW listens to his podcast every single week because they modify and keep going. And now Cornette's actually become more of an AEW fan. So yeah, Jim Cornette is, he is second to Bobby the Brain Heenan, if not a tight, tight number one with Heenan. Bama, what do you think about Cornette? Uh, first of all, I think they listened to Busted Open and before the Jim Cornette because one of their guys lives there. I mean, works there. Um, but I will say, <laughs> but I will say this. Um, I, I agree with Bobby. Jim Cornette deserves to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, the dude is one of the greatest heel managers of all time. Uh, it's hard to watch him on screen and not want to punch your TV because he was that good at getting heat. Uh, he's annoying as heck. Every tag team he works with, you want them to lose simply because he's a part of them. Uh, but his in-ring psychology, he can teach a master's class, and he has. I think a lot of the early success of OVW and Ring of Honor is because of Jim Cornette. So has he gotten a little senile and, and get off my lawn in his older age? Yes, he has, but doesn't change the fact he knows a lot of his stuff and doesn't change the fact he's made an impact on the business. Johnny, you're up. What do you think about Cornette? Well, first thing about um, Cornette is in order for him to get into the Hall of Fame, I would love to go through a Wendy's drive through with him. <laughs> um, if, if you don't know that story i'm shotgun highly, highly recommend you if you need a good laugh if you want to get into the wrestling business and learn how to be a hill look up that story but i completely agree with everybody man to, to um i'm really hard on managers um i will never uh, to me there will never be another bobby the brain heenan it, it just won't happen um but Cornette is up there he's probably two or three arguably with me uh but i remember being when, when i was little growing up and watching the the older nwa and wcw early days he gave off this vibe that he was this rich arrogant not like flamboyant like money rich but like this nerdy rich kid that mommy and daddy didn't accept or whatever but now he's in this business because he's rich and nerdy and He's got these good, you know, these top wrestlers, Midnight Express or whoever. And, you know, he, he would just make you hate him. Even like you said, you'd crawl through the TV and I love hills. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, and will tell y'all, I'm a natural hill. I just, I'm always a smart aleck. But even growing up, I loved the hills and I hated him. When I saw him at shows, when I saw him on TV, I couldn't stand the guy. I was like, this man, he needs to shut up. But he was all about heat and he was doing his job. Excellent. But yes, 100%. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Now, for the next half of round one, you each have another 60 seconds, but this time you have to argue for or, or against a random superstar of my choosing to get into the Hall. Here we go. Bobby, you're up. Your superstar to get in or to keep out of the Hall is Natalia. Your 60 seconds starts now. Where's our end? Natalia, much like Owen, much like the rest of the hearts, they all rely on Brett. Natalia doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Um, she is a she's she's a good performer, but she's not great. She is probably the Virgil, the Coco Beware of the entire Hart family. And behind Bruce, she's probably the worst. So to me, Natalia does not belong in the Hall of Fame. And she should never be there. She is just a face that relies on her last name. That's it. You still got 15 more seconds. You got anything else or I'm just going to send it to somebody else? 
Um, Will, you look really pretty tonight. Thank you, Bobby, as always. Uh, you got, got an ugly hat on. I wore this hat just for you, Bama. I knew I you. you Once I figured I'm, out you were coming, I figured I had I'm, to do it. Yeah, well, I know you did. It's, it's kind of funny because there's a T and an A. T and A hat. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Leave it to Bobby. How long? We are 18 minutes into the show before Bobby said something inappropriate. So uh, that might be a new record. That's the, the shortest mm-hmm. amount of time yet. Bama, what are your opinions on Natty? I think she's underrated. Uh, I think that um, she's she's a good hand. She's never going to be the flat. She's never going to be flashy. She's never going to be the top of the company. She's never going to be the top woman in the company. There's a reason of all the women on the main roster to send down to help out Cora Jade. They sent down Natty. I, th- I think there's a reason. I think there's a level of of coachability. There's a level of mat technique that she can just give you basic, simple training. She's never going to be the girl that does her Conrana. She's never going to be the Duke girl that does a 450. She's going to put you on the mat and stretch you, and she's going to make you sell with emotion. She's going to make you look like you actually are getting hurt. And when you go for your finish, every mat, every move you do, she's going to make it count. There's no wasted motion with her. She doesn't do something just to do it. She, everything she does means something. That's a lost art in pro wrestling, and Natty knows how to do it. Johnny, you're up. This one's tough because um, I've had this discussion about her with friends before, but if, if I had to choose, I would say no to Hall of Fame. Um, is she a pretty decent technical wrestler? Yeah, she is. But, you know, you, you got it. there's nothing different about her. She's a name. You know, everybody knows who her dad is now. Okay. You got, you got over by your dad, but what can you do? And that's how, that's how wrestling works. Uh, 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 second generation, third generation, that gives you a cool name. You know, Randy Orton's looked at, you know, a, a, a third generation. Is he third or second? I always get him in rock. rock He's a third. third. Yeah. But yeah Randy, but Randy can work. That's the difference. Not saying that Nat- a great wrestler, all the, but there's this like cap that she always just hits. She can never get above that. So, um, but yeah, I think she's just, it's a name with her. Excellent. So no, no Hall of Fame. My All right, Johnny, uh, I'm going to throw you next. You, sir, tell me why Sammy Guevara should or should not get into the Hall of Fame. Absolutely not. No way. I'm just kidding. I think uh, if you were to say right now, no, I think it's way too early. Um, but if he had a long, long career, yeah, I mean, the Duke can, I've seen him in person work. He's, it's insane. Just he's, when we help train people, this is one of the big things that I tell them. I can teach you how to punch. I can teach you how to do this, this, but there's this fluidity that you got to have in the ring and you got to look smooth and look like, you know, what you're doing with confidence. And Sammy has that. He's one of the best in the business, in my opinion, with that. He makes everything believable. He's an arrogant punk sometimes, but he can back it up. So um, if you need a defense, like a definite answer right now, and you said right now, would you put him in the Hall of Fame? I'd say no, it's too early, but he can potentially have a Hall of Fame career. Excellent. 10 more and seconds. You look, you, you, you look really pretty tonight. You look really pretty tonight. You look really pretty tonight. Johnny, you're a sweet talker. You, you are a, a master of the tongue, and you always have something nice to say about everybody. Bama, what are your opinions on Sammy G? On whether or not he should be inducted into a Hall of Fame? Yeah, just in general. Fell 10 foot off a ladder onto another ladder wrapped in barbed wire, got up in five seconds. When he stops doing that, I'll say yes. Fair enough. Bobby Mack? Hot monkey at this point in time, but I will tell you this. In the past three years that I saw this guy, when he first popped on my radar... When he first came out in that panda hat that he wore. Um, Thank God he burned that thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that, you know, like, I was a big, like, I was like, this is not going to work. But what he's developed into is interesting. And I believe that if he continues to develop this and he doesn't get too tied up in this whole Tay thing with his girlfriend, um, I think that he could be a potential Hall of Famer. He could be a potential main eventer, whether it's in AEW or WWE, but I I feel like he needs to, one, slow down in the ring. Two, he's got to understand his personal life and his professional life should be separated because he was their, I'd say, number one or number two face at one point, and then all of a sudden, because of his girlfriend, 
and their relationship. He's now made one of the most hated guys in AEW. Um, they're, he, he, he's now like, he's now more hated than them. Like, you know, like Paige Van Zandt, as gorgeous as she is, is now getting cheered versus his girlfriend. So Sammy's got to realize there's a professional aspect and a personal aspect. And I think if he follows that professional part, he will be a Hall of Famer one day. Good points for everybody. Uh, Bama, your surprise superstar that I want you to argue for or against going into the Hall of Fame, the Young Bucks. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. How much time can I kill before I actually try to talk about this? Um, <laughs> let's all do it. Let's all do it. You, you can argue against them. You can always say that you hate them. On the basis of on the basis of how they work in the ring and on the basis of their in-ring psychology, absolutely not. But as we've just said, a lot of times it doesn't matter how good of a worker you are or how much in-ring psychology you have. It's about star appeal sometimes. There's a lot of guys that only have three moves, like a big bootleg drop one, two, three. But even then, when they have three moves, they get they get become a massive superstar because of the character, because of just the way they can attract a crowd that you can't deny. The Young Bucks have sold arenas. The Young Bucks have sold out some of the biggest matches in the in the history of tag team wrestling. They're a draw. People come to see them, even if it's for a car crash, even if it's for whatever base rivalry they're in, or if it's just to sit back and watch their YouTube channel. They are a draw. So are they influential? Yes. Are they draws? Yes. Are they the greatest tag team of all time? Heck no. But okay, put them in a Hall of Fame, just like you put the Bellas in the Hall of Fame. I completely agree with everything you had to say right there in Bama. Uh, there was a reason why I gave that guy to you specifically, because uh, like I said, originally I had this written for two other guys, so I had to scramble last minute to fill it in, but uh, I knew I could get a little bit of a rise out of the Young Bucks. Uh, That's fine. Johnny, what do you think about the Bucks? The, the perfect statement that he said was in the tag team division, the Young Bucks are the Bella Twins. That's as good as they are. They're a bunch of spot fest, you know, it's a it's like a spot fest car crash. They're going to do some crazy stuff. They get creative sometimes, but like the name of the game, it really is, is to put a butt every 18 inches. The American Dream said that. But in the ring, nah, I just, they're nowhere close to top tag teams ever. It's not even, that's yeah. not even an argument. But they're entertaining somewhat, you know, they've got a lot of star power around them. I think that helps them too a little bit, but, um, I've just never been sold on them. Like everybody, some people are, they think they're just the greatest thing to ever be in the tag team division. I'd completely disagree. So if you're asking me, would I put them in the hall of fame? No, I would not. Bobby, what about you? They will never be in a hall of fame. They are like Cornette says, the Harley boys. Um, these two guys, They'll sell out any high school gym, which, okay, 150 people, cool. Um, in the, like, the Bullet Club, when they were in Japan, they were the jobber tag team. Like, they were the jobbers of the entire club. And, nope. it, it, like, it's it's ridiculous. Like, they put themselves over now, like, in AEW. And now they're stepping back in AEW as the tag team. Now the tag team division looks better. And the Young Bucks old bucks whatever they are now um, old bucks yeah they they do not belong in a hall of fame they do not belong in professional wrestling at, in, in my opinion yeah. they should be if you put them in the right now against midnight express rock and roll express the road warriors um the heart foundation killer bees anybody else they would lose and it would lose the psychology of it the young bucks have no psychology they're spot monkeys they do not belong in professional wrestling other than high school gyms. Yep. All right, gentlemen, that's the end of round one. It's time to cast the votes. Who does the chat want to give their point to tonight for round one? Give them a second for the delay to happen so we can see the... We do have viewers in the chat. If I don't win this, we I'm have one, up. We have one vote for Bama so far in the chat. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Agreed. 
Hey, people like truth. Hey, speak the truth. Well, when you're at a hat with an A on it, like, it's, that, it's like, you know, are you a fan of the uh, Scarlet Letter, or do you actually know what that actually means? I'm a fan of winning. I got more rings than I have fingers down here. That's another chat, uh, another one for Bama. So I'm gonna get. <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna give my point to Johnny uh, for his arguments that he was making. Um, I feel like not only just on his topics, but the way he kind of well, he had, you know, good viable options for everybody. And like I said, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be a homer for Bobby. Sorry, Budro, uh, you have an uphill battle to climb. Appreciate and- you, Allison, Allison, Matt Ritter. Appreciate you, Allison. Where are you at? <laughs> she voted for me, man. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we're going to start round two. Here we go, boys. It's time for round two. In this round, you will each get a topic in 60 seconds to speak on that topic. In this round, each contestant has one 45-second rebuttal to use to argue against another competitor if you disagree with the stance they argue on. Okay? So that means if Bama really disagrees with Johnny, he can rebuttal. But then if Bobby says something he hates, he can't rebuttal against Bobby. You only get to use it against one guy. Okay. After all three men have had their chance to speak, the chat will decide who gets one bonus rebuttal to use then or later in the round at their leisure. Okay. As the winner of the points in chats, Bama, you're going to lead it off. Um, So... The recent unification of the titles have left Roman Reigns alone on top of the proverbial mountain. Many view him as an unstoppable heel, but the lack of babyface challengers has left, has left us wanting. Are we looking at a Bruno or Mula type run, whether we want it or not? Can you speak on the astronomical rise of Roman over the last two years, and what is a realistic option for a protected drop without ruining a 600-day title reign? How much time do I have? 60 seconds. All right. I think this is definitely historic for the simple fact of it's it's a generation story. Paul Heyman is a mastermind in what he's doing here in tying not only what Roman's done with the shield to emerging and becoming the top guy, becoming the former hated babyface, now the loved heel, which is hilarious, going back to his history with Alpha and Sika and going back to, um, of course, the ongoing who's the top of the food chain, who's the tribal chief, which, of course, we know is probably going to lead to WrestleMania 39 versus The Rock. So this entire story has been uh, very legendary. It's going to be one of the best stories in the history of the WWE, in my opinion, when it's all said and done. The problem is, yes, they are feeding baby faces to him, but but COVID killed a lot of momentum that sub baby faces should have had by now, namely Drew McIntyre. He would probably be arguably top of the food chain if COVID hadn't happened. Um, same thing with you know a couple other guys that could have been up from NXT by that point. I do think in the long term, Drew is going to be one of the biggest rivals Roman has. And I do think the chosen one, Cody Rhodes, is going to be the Thorne and Roman side going forward. I would not be shocked at all if at the Royal Rumble, wrestling has more than one royal family. So at a Royal Rumble, let Cody get the belt off Roman, and then Roman goes in to face the Rock only for family pride. And then uh, that will be the end of the story, I think, by that point. Drew will probably have a good fight with the end of the Clash of the Castle, but I don't think it's Drew's take. All right, Bam, I'm going to cut you off right there. I gave you a few extra seconds because... Uh, Appreciate it. Yeah, you were on a roll. I wasn't going to cut you off. And, you know, there's really nothing at stake here. <laughs> All right, 100%. Uh, Johnny, you're... Uh, well, first, do either one of you want a rebuttal against Bama, or are you going to save your rebuttals? I'll no? save it. You're going to save it? All right, Johnny, you're up. With the rise of young stars and talent on social media and the internet, NXT 2.0 superstars like Nikita Lyons and Lash Legends are soaring. But a lot of main roster roster talent like Sasha and Nomi find themselves floundering in tag team feuds or placeholding programs until creative finds a spot for them. Can you speak on the push that these internet sensations are getting on TV while established stars like Sasha fight for quality programs? Absolutely. Well, uh, Nikita is getting the push for only one reason, and that's just because she's drop dead gorgeous, in my opinion. Uh, and I'm not being, I'm not trying to be odd here, but that's just the truth. She's an attractive wrestler. A lot of she's different, but this social media platform and the people that are in the main roster, or whatever, we we were pushed with them and their talent in NXT so much. We already knew who these people were when they went to NXT and on social media. And then you bring them up to the roster. Well, they don't have that mojo no more. So that's why a lot of these people that are getting released or or whatever want to go a different direction or changing gimmicks, whatever it is, 
they're losing a lot of pop that they're, they they should have already had because we saw it early on in, in the beginning stages of NXT. Um, so social media is great. I really do. But I think that they put too much out there for us fans and marks to see. Um, and, and when we watch the TV or the program, we, we already know what's going on. So we don't, we're not invested in it as much as we were in the nineties and stuff like that. Completely. Nobody agree. better rebuttal this either. Gentlemen, you both have an option right now. You've got a rebuttal. Mm-mm. I will. I will come through no. the TV. No, I agree. <laughs> All right, Bobby, that means you're up. All right. Throughout history, the argument has been made that the stars with creative control have held back the business. Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, and Harley Race are all legends who have one point or another said the phrase, this isn't going to work for me, brother, and have made creative changes to their stories. Can you speak on these type of egos and what they do to the business when the story and program should overpower the stars' personal wants? I don't think it's always an ego. I think it's better for business, um, which McMahon's always have said. Um, Harley Race in the NWA... I don't think he has much power as what like you would say. Um, Hulk Hogan obviously said it, but later in his career, it wasn't it wasn't Hulk Hogan in 1984. It wasn't Hulk Hogan 1986. It was Hulk Hogan in 1990s that protected himself. Um, Bret Hart did the same thing against Shawn Michaels. That's why we got Screwjob. It was all of this that really led up to it. It was I think the promoters that really dropped the ball at that point in time that they allowed the sports entertainers to take over from what pro wrestling really was. Bruno Sammartino, Bob Backlund, George Animal Steel, those guys controlled their narrative. And when you got later on, that's where we dropped the ball with Hulk Hogan in the 90s, Kevin Nash, who was not a proven superstar, but he, he, led, the, like, he led the book. But look at Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes... In 86, team with Magnum TA. 88, he teamed with Nikita Hall. Later on, he went to the NWO. There is no other promoter slash person behind the scenes that really led and really dove into controlling the narrative more than Dusty Rhodes, who's now a hero. And yay, Cody, for winning the championship for his daddy. All right, Bobby, I'm going to cut you off right there. I gave you a little bit of extra time just like I did Bama. Uh, gentlemen, each one of you have a 45-second rebuttal left. Since nobody used their rebuttals, you each have 45 seconds to go off on one of your opponents now to either agree with, disagree, or not, or we can keep rolling. Anything mm. to say? No, not yet? No. All right. I'll just say I'll just say Cody hadn't won it yet, man. <laughs> All right, chat, you guys have a, a, a voice right now to vote for your rebuttal, who you think should get a rebuttal after the second half of round two. Cast your vote now for me. Uh, Bobby's still fishing for it. Uh, Allison is pushing Bobby for you and Matt Ritter to have your day online for the, I'll the dro- I'll drop money for that. I want to see it. Um, it is in the works. I'm looking forward to that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, while we I wait for money. While we wait for the chat to cast your vote, Johnny, where do you rank Hogan all time? Uh, oh man, like the we talking about the total package here, like everything combined, or we talking, you know, like in ring, outside, everything, everything, everything. Oh, I, I would probably put him maybe. Man, I'd probably put him around six. Five or six. Fair enough. All right, gentlemen, we're going to roll with it, and we're going to uh, award Bama the uh, the extra rebuttal after the second half of round two if he so, so chooses to use it. The second okay. half of round two is simple. You each get 60 seconds to speak on uh, the following topic. Same as before, though, the crowd, uh, that's already done, so never mind. Uh, the second half of round two is simple, though. You each get to speak on a topic and argue the, the basis. Each one of you refused to use your rebuttal in the first half, so now everybody has a rebuttal. And Bama, you can choose to rebuttal against both of your opponents if you choose to, because you have the bonus one. So to, to start the second half of round two, Bobby, OJ Simpson, Ray Lewis, Superfly Jimmy Snuka, all legends in their sports and all have a dark past. These men are all, however, Hall of Famers. Uh, someone like Nancy Benoit, however, isn't. 
Woman has had a historic and groundbreaking character as an entering talent, as a manager, and as a valet in a fresh women's division across multiple promotions. Yet she is absent from the hall because of the events leading up to her untimely death. Do you think there should be a Benoit in the Hall of Fame if that Benoit was Nancy? No. No. Um, woman, dude, I'm, I'm old. Like, I was born in 75, like late 75. I saw a woman in the magazines in her bathing suit um, in 86. Uh, she, was, she was great. She was beautiful. But her impact really was not anything that really deserves Hall of Fame level. Um, you know, I granted... WWE Hall of Fame, yes. Like, you know, they put in Coco and everybody else. Like, it's... But woman, no. Woman does not belong in a Hall of Fame, whether she was killed by a professional wrestler that's her husband or anything else. Um, To me, she... Yeah, she contributed, but legacy... Like, she go... If Bruiser Brody is part of the Legacy Hall of Fame, then woman would be a Legacy Hall of Fame person. Ten seconds. Yep, she doesn't belong. She doesn't belong getting up there on the stage with her family, announcing her to go in. Gentlemen, both of you have a rebuttal. Anything to say? No. Um, Matt Ritter says, "Are you serious, Bobby? Uh, I'm. I'm genuinely concerned yeah, for your yeah, safety. If you and Matt ever end up on a show together, I'm genuinely concerned for your safety." <laughs> All right. I, uh, I hope we do. All righty. Bama, uh, going right Man. into it with you. With a growing roster of over 100 male superstars, AEW is starting to run out of TV time for the number of stars they have. The argument has began to surface that a brand split is in the works. After multiple failed attempts at a brand split in Connecticut, uh, and especially most recently with them unifying their world titles, do you think AEW needs a brand split? And if so, how do you think it should happen to keep it a true brand split? I think a brand split could possibly benefit AEW. I, th- I think the biggest problem with AEW is that they're not ju- they're not just bloated with talent. They're bloated with talent that they don't even, they even they're not really even going to invest in. The talent that the talent that they have was because of a safe haven during COVID. We need jobs. We need people to pay us. So Tony Khan, out of the goodness of his heart, said, "Okay, you come work dark matches here. You come be squashed here, and I'll give you a check every now and then." Now COVID's done. Now these talent have places to go. If you don't think you're going to invest more than a few months in them at a time, then let them go and let them go find a promotion that would work better and use them in a better way. Um, I think having multiple titles across multiple brands dilutes the value of the title. I don't think I've never enjoyed having multiple titles in a company on either side. Um, I think having the one title across going across both shows is the best idea. So now if you're, you can have people that are more loyal to one show than another, but not a not a true brand split. I, I think that they can they can travel if they need to. Ten seconds, Bella. No, that's pretty much it. That's okay. pretty much all I need to say. Perfect, uh, gentlemen. Both of you still have a rebuttal. Anything to say towards Bama? My my rebuttal would be um, they should have a brand split because they have ROH. Like, why not separate ROH from AEW? Like, well, that, that's a, that, that's a company split, not a brand split. Well, I, to me, it's like WWE SmackDown, WWE Raw, WWE NXT. Those are all splits. It's the same thing. It's a brand split. Like it's a just because you have a different name for it, different name for the show. To me, ROH should be separate. And because Samoa Joe is on there defending the television championship on AEW television, so there should be a brand split. Because just because somebody else, like somebody owns it, like. If Ted Turner owned WCW and you put one as WCW Nitro, put one as WCW Thunder, that doesn't make any difference between AEW, Dynamite, Rampage, or ROH. Like, in my opinion. And no, I, coming. no, I hear you. I'm just saying that I don't think the fans will acknowledge Ring of Honor as a brand. They're going to acknowledge it as another company, even though it's not. They're going to look at it that way. Yeah. And, and <laughs> so, so WWE, ECW. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that's where they need to go is that direction of, you know, this is separate. Like this is, this is no longer the AEW brand. Like it's because now ROH is looked as to me is AEW ROH. I can see that. Just like WWE ECW. I can see that. Johnny, you got any throw in on the, uh, the brand split? Man, 
my opinion, I'm just I'm still not sold, and I know everybody's gonna think I'm crazy. I'm still not sold on this AEW. Uh, I've watched a lot of it. I really, really have. Um, I've watched lots of pay per views. I've watched, but the thing is, is kind of what you mentioned earlier is that they've got over a hundred and something people on their roster now, and all they're getting is social media action. They oh such and such is done with AEW, and then that's it. We don't even hear that this person debuts for three, four months. You know, and that's why I'm saying earlier, social media kind of ruins some things. Like there should be no, no say so in anything, especially when Sting appeared in AEW. TNT actually got mad that they didn't know about that ahead of time. That came out, so that's why everybody found out about Big Show. You know, Paul White showing up. They had to announce it that he was showing up, and. You just lose it. There's no more pop, you know, there's no more surprises or signing, you know, and that's, they're good at that. But after that, it dies out so fast. They only got one or two, you know, maybe three stories going on right now, in my opinion. Yeah. And the, the records that they show, like, you know, guys or guys or girls are like 50 and O, but it's like, yeah. if you don't watch their internet show, right. You have no idea like what their records are. Exactly. Um, just to tag along with what you guys are saying, just to throw my two cents in on the argument, I think that if they do do a proper brand split, then they can't allow the fluctuations the way WWE has happened. Because since Survivor Series of last year, the brand split has been non-existent. There have been people going back and forth between both networks, both brands. And I know specific to AEW, if they do it, they're in the same boat with TBS and TNT. At least they're both Turner Broadcasting, though. So it's not the argument between Fox and... uh, who are USA. the uh, yeah yeah Fox and USA? I had a, a brain moment there for a second. So my point is, if AEW does go through with the brand split, they won't have as many hoops to jump over because they won't have two big fish over arguing over one roster. Turner right. gets access to everybody, so it'll be. I think they have an easier route to a brand split than WWE did. Um, mm-hmm. Johnny, you're up. So TV time in wrestling business is sacred. People often fight and claw their way to the top to secure it. There's been an influx of the entertainment side of the sport with on-screen relationships and out-of-ring drama. Read that as Reggie and Tamina and Ty and Sammy. Uh, do you think there's been a shift from pro wrestling to purely sports entertainment over the last three to five years? Uh, I would say it's been longer than three or five years. Um, I've been a huge component on this. They, they spend way too much time talking on the mic, way too much showing back backstage uh, vignettes, uh, and, and I know it's just a lot of fillers and there there's, but like there was one time on a SmackDown show, I purposely timed every match from the time the bell rang or when they locked up to the time the pin happened. And in a two hour show, there was only like maybe 20 minutes of wrestling. You know, I'm not, you got all these commercials, you got all these ads you got to do, but absolutely have they, have they gone away from pro wrestling? Um, yes, there's some parts of, uh, of the show that's entertaining, but. Us old people, I guess, some old school guys, us old school marks, we love just good wrestling. Put it in there. And I think if you really, really do that, that's what we'll get over in the long run is showing that Roman can go 30 and beat the crap out of somebody or Drew McIntyre or Sammy or, you know, whoever. It doesn't matter. But if they're constantly talking, well, that's, you know, you got to back it up. If you're going to talk on the mic, you got to back it up, whether it's for 30 minutes or whatever. That's just a big, big thing. But. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I would say it's been longer than five years that they've they've. It's kind of been more sports entertainment than it has pro wrestling. Bama, Bobby, you don't need to go to them. I got a point. Let's move on. <laughs> Just that um, simple. I'll tell you what. Watch the old NWA TBS show. It was interview match, interview match, interview match. Watch the old WWE superstars or WWF superstars. It was matches and then interviews they put the characters over in the interview and then yep. you watch the match and you know with the horsemen would be out there like you know for nwa like they would talk but then one of them ran to the ring and beat the hell out of the you know the rock and roll express or something like that like this is how you got guys over and nowadays this 50 50 booking is not working you're not getting anybody over because you're trying to get everybody over. Or what you're really looking at is you're trying to get sorry. You're trying to get 
the promotion over. You're trying to get WWE over. You're trying to sell tickets to a WWE event instead yep. of trying to sell an event to a main event guy. Your dog has something to say to that as well. It sounds like he, <laughs> he wants to uh, to speak on that. <laughs> Can I bring up one more point? Absolutely, Johnny. Go ahead. Also, you, you, this is what you kind of learn in training and stuff like that. But when you have the microphone and you're in the middle of the ring, especially if you're a baby, that's where you can connect with the fans. Right. And sometimes you you got to have that. But that's like he said in those interviews, whatever. That's how you got people over. Nowadays, they don't really do much interviews, you know, but it, that's where you connect with people. On the flip side of that, though, and you've witnessed this, Will, when you have the stick, you also can piss off the fans. So that's why they do a lot of entertainment. But I just think, in my opinion, I think they do it way too much. I would much rather watch an awesome wrestling match for 20 minutes, go to commercials a bunch if you got to. I get that. But that's a lot of reasons, too, why they're on the microphone is, hey, you got to go out there and get yourself over, you know, or, or hey, you got to go out there and get you some heat. And, and that, that's some guys can't do that. And that's why usually they're they're gone after a while. And that's one thing I will disagree with a little bit is, like, I hate going to an indie show that mirrors a Raw. Like, they, like, had the guy come out, talk on, the, talk on the stick for a little bit, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, I'm setting up the angle. Um, I really do feel like, yes, you have to, as long as you have that character developed, like, let's say Mr. Perfect, for example, those vignettes for six or seven weeks, you hated Mr. Perfect yep. before he ever stepped through that curtain. Yep, and I really do feel like that the character development is so important, but it doesn't have to be a fifteen-minute interview. Like the, the right. who's, the guy, who's the guy now? Like Veer. Yeah, Veer. yeah, Veer. They've been doing that for six months. Yeah, dude, that guy sucks. Like I have no interest in him whatsoever. Yep. And when he comes out, I still have no interest. And to me, it's like you have to be interesting. To develop these characters and whether it's the character or the person talking about it or somebody else talking about it i don't care about a lot of these guys i really don't like theory i don't care about because mcmahon even though mcmahon is behind him he's to me i have no social i have no emotional interest in what he's doing and i yep. think that's that's what i think wwe AEW pro wrestling has lost is making me care about the guy that I'm watching. I could talk about this for a while, but we better not. (laughs) (laughs) All right, gentlemen. Agreed. Uh, That closes out round two. Uh, So chat, here's your chance. Cast your vote. Who gets your point for round two? We're going to give him a second. Let the delay follow through. Bobby is pleading for that vote. Bama is setting comfortably. There's one vote for Bobby in the chat, so that's one. Thank you, Allison. I can yep. see who it was, but yep. I'm assuming. I'm too nice, and I didn't use either rebuttals. Nobody used a rebuttal. I was really surprised by that. But, well, like I, I said, my, my questions were originally written to, to piss right. off two other guys. So right. uh, I, I'm just thankful that you guys got on to play with me uh, just to get uh, on so well, I could do like, it. So I'm just like the last, like, just, I'm just here. You're, it's really just an episode for me and you, Bobby, and Bama and Johnny helped clue us in. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Mack, you get the chat score. Yeah! So you are up. Bobby scored. You, On the board. You did. Uh, Bama, you get my yep. point for this, the second one. Um Sweet. You were you were articulate. You were well thought out. You laid out everything on the line. Uh, I was not planning for this. We have a one-to-one show-off between Bobby Mack <laughs> and Johnny Showtime. Gentlemen, I, like I, I wasn't expecting this. So using the same rules is what we're going to do into the, the final round, okay? I'm going to have a topic picked, and then you guys are going to each get 45 seconds to go back and forth, and the chat's going to decide who goes to the finals against Bama Dave. Okay. So your topic was, or is, The Undertaker was inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. There was a lot of argument as to why he should have been alone in that induction class. He wasn't. Followed with him came Vader, among many other names. 
do you think Taker should have had that night be to himself? Bobby, you got 45 seconds. Go. No. No. He's Hulk Hogan went uh, with many people. Bruno Sammartino went with many people. Hulk Hogan went with Roddy Piper, Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov. Um, Bruno went with Mick Foley. There is and Bob Ackland. There is no reason that the Undertaker deserved anything more than that. Yes, he was a great character. Yes, he was part of that. But you know what? If you look at the bottom line, championships, he wasn't not ever the guy. He did support. He went with Vince McMahon. He never left Vince. Everybody else did. But no, bottom line, Undertaker was where he is. He should be just a normal Hall of Famer. Johnny, Johnny, you're up. Should Taker have been inducted by himself into the Hall of Fame? Without a shadow of a doubt, he should have had his own episode or night, whatever. Here's the reason why. The man went 30 years with pretty much not changing his gimmick. That's nearly impossible to do that. I do a, a different gimmick where I work under the hood, and I've had to constantly change it to keep it relevant just in basic indie wrestling. So God knows how hard it is would it be to be TV. And, and to keep things relevant, to be the top dog there. He's constantly put people over because he they had to go through him. They deserved it. It's not it's not about title reigns. It's not about this or that. There's a lot of people that have had titles. There are a bunch of them, and I think they're overrated. But Undertaker always did the right thing at the right time. And his loyalty to WWE, not necessarily Vince, but to the fan base of WWE, was barred none. He's the best gimmick. He's probably in my top five best ever. So hands down, he deserved his, his own night for sure. Okay. Uh, chat, you heard both guys argue there 45 seconds. Who gets to go to the final round to face off against Bama Dave for the title of Master Debater? I'm going to give you guys a second. Let the, the lag flow through so the chat has a chance to throw in. Uh, Allison says, I always forget to tell everyone to take a shot every time Bobby mentions Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so, uh, Bobby, there you go. Oh, yeah. Is Bobby a, is Bobby a Hulk Hogan mark? Oh, big time. Bang, bang, brother. Is that why you asked me where I put him on my top? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Can, can we do, like, rebuttals on this? Do you, de- Hulk Hogan is no. definitely not in my top five. What do you want to no rebuttal on? Um, Rebuttal-wise is Undertaker did change his character many times. Like, he did not always pursue the dead man. Like, he went to the um, the biker-taker, um, he went from I know, but he was always Undertaker. Uh, he he changed he changed his character like throughout his entire career. Like he went from the dead man that never felt anything to all of a sudden like you know the purple guy. That then he became the biker, and then later on he went on to become like this other guy that became a good wrestler. Like he he actually became a good wrestler. Like when it came to Triple H and Shawn Michaels and how much those guys actually persuaded um, his career. And pursued like made his matches good. Um, He's better than Hogan. Mm-hmm. I, no, Undertaker better than Hogan now. No. Yeah, by far. As a character and as a wrestler. Hulk Hogan went from two characters. He was yellow and red, and then he was the- he was good and bad. Who doesn't do that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the drastic. I could close my eyes right now and tell you all seven moves that Hulk Hogan's about to do right now. And I could pretty much tell you the ones that Undertaker would do, but the problem is Undertaker, when he jumps over that rope, he fails and almost breaks his neck. All right, uh, guys, the uh, the chat has spoken. Um, you had multiple points. Johnny Showtime, so you will be going on into the finals to face off against Bama Dave. Bobby, you get to move back into the, uh, the lowly role of helping me run this shit show. All right, gentlemen. Um, now, as we take uh, Bama, he and Johnny Showtime are ready to go. They are our final two combatants. For the final round, each one of you get 60 seconds arguments and a 45-second rebuttal for your opponent. This can be on anything wrestling-related, but you only have 60 seconds. So think of it this way. You have 60 seconds to out-argue Johnny Showtime. You have 60 seconds to out-argue Bama Dave. So think about a subject that you're going to be well-versed on and ready to go. Uh, 
Bobby, pick a number between one and ten. Mm. Okay. All right, Bama, pick the number. I'll go four. Johnny, uh, what was your pick, five. Bobby? Seven. Yeah. All right, Johnny, you want to go first, or you want to default to, to Bama? I definitely want to default. Do you want to default? <laughs> yeah, duh. All righty, Bama, you got sixty seconds. Argue oh away. My gosh. You got this, brother. You ready? I wish I wish you gave me like choose this or that, choose this topic or that topic. Because <laughs> yeah, that, that's hard to just come up with something to argue about. I hate arguing. Do you um, do you want me to give you something? Yeah, please. Honestly. Okay, we're gonna look at it from the perspective of the unification of the world title belt. I want you to think about the designs that have been presented in the past and which one they should bring back in place of the, the two belt design to go to one unified title, what belt design should they use and why? Oh, come on, this is easy. Uh, if, if you're gonna be historic to the heyday of the company, you gotta do either a combination of the Big Eagle or a combination of uh, uh, Winged Eagle or the Big Gold, because it, those were the three biggest titles in the history of the company. The, the one, I mean, I get I get the logo for the whole corporate thing. The big gold belt is the most beautiful belt in the history of world titles. The, the winged eagle is probably the most beloved by pro wrestling fans because of the guys that held it and the guys that carried it. But big eagle was the title when the WWF was in its absolute heyday in the Attitude Era. So any of the combination of those three should be what the new title looks like. If you want to put the logo a little bit bigger than it used to be on there, I can see that. But just the overall design, get away from all the titles looking the same. There has to be a distinction of that's a belt I want to win, not, hey, that looks just like the one I had last week. Excellent. All right, uh, uh, Johnny, you're up. You got a rebuttal for it. Which belt do you think should take it? I'll be I'll be honest, man. It's hard to rebuttal that because I would definitely agree that with those two. Um, but one big belt that I think they should bring back, not necessarily – we're talking about the heavyweight belt – but I'm a, I'm just this old school. I love the Intercontinental belt, you know, with a white strap or a white blue strap. I just hate that they changed that belt. Um, I don't like it. I don't like the way it looks right now. Um, the championship belt, I think, needs to have a massive – I don't want to say massive, but it definitely needs to have that logo because that's your person. You're on top of the ladder at this point, the food chain. Your Intercontinental belt, though, that needs to be somewhat of a traditional title. And the way they looked at it, it looks more like a kid's toy now, in my opinion. So that would be my rebuttal. I would do the intercontinental belt, not the heavyweight belts. Mm. Excellent. That's a good pick, too. All right, Johnny, you're up. You get 60 seconds to argue in wrestling. I can give you a topic, or if you just want to go off the hinges, you can. All right. I'm going to go off the hinges because I think I can stump him here. Okay. Um, I think a big topic that needs to be brought up in the wrestling industry, and this is something that uh, – I don't want to say that I've personally dealt, but I've seen it quite quite a bit, is the fact that so many people out there um, have no clue what it takes to become a professional wrestler. They think they can start a Twitter page. They think they can start a Facebook page, put a little paint on their face, go work out a little bit, and then they, they get in there and bump around. And they think, this is terrible. Like, this, or I can do that. Or I need the belt after being in the ring for just a month. They don't get how business works. There's, there's a locker room etiquette. There's uh, uh, um, fans, etiquette, even if as a hill, there's certain ways to be a professional. And a lot of people, if you're going to get in the professional industry, there's a way to do it. I highly recommend going to schools. I highly recommend doing as much research as you possibly can before this is something you want to get into. Um, so if you're going to do this, always remember it's a professional. Hundreds and thousands of people probably have attempted this career, and it is very hard, it's very demanding. You have to stay consistent if you want to get over. Um, but it's not all about you. It's about the boys. It's about the women that are wrestling. And definitely it's about the fans. So always remember that. I don't think he's got a rebuttal to this. Bama, you got 45 seconds to pretty much say whatever you can against that. The average Joe can't do it 100%. You have to make sure you, you do your homework on it. I, I, like I said, I listen to Busted Open, Team 3D Academy. Bubba talks about it all the time, the importance of finding a good school to go to and, and, and learning the ropes and learning what it means to pay your dues and having respect in the business and, and what it means to look up to those that went before you. And, and, hey, just because they're 20 years older than you don't mean they don't know anything anymore. 
Yeah, you absolutely have to have that. The only part of that I will disagree with is you better use social media today or else nobody's going to give a care what you think or what you do, but you better use it wisely. You can kayfabe through social media. You can get heat on social media. You can get likes on social media and then show up and back it in the locker room and back it up in the ring. And But at the same time, there has to be a give and take here. You can't you can't just assume that because I look good and because I can do a flip, that that makes me a great pro wrestler. It's all psychology and it's all getting to know people. It's it's 80% relationships, 20% talent. So I 100% agree with him on that. Excellent. Well, look, gentlemen, that's it. You each had your 60 seconds. You each got your 45 seconds. Chat, now it's your time to shine. You guys get to cast your vote as to who you think gets the final point for the chat for the third round. So I'm going to give them a second, let their delay go through. Let's see what they have. There are still a few people chilling in the, the chat. Um, we I had- think Hornswoggle's better than Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> give him the point for that. Give him the point for that. Ladies and gentlemen, I think uh, we no, have no, a winner. Oh, my gosh. Fun <laughs> fact, I, I agree with you about the IC belt. My favorite, though, wasn't the white strap. It was the one in the, uh, the Ruthless Aggression that had the, the silver oval. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that one. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, the, the classic one with uh, Henning. We got one vote for Johnny right now, so I'm going to give it a few more seconds and then... Uh, Come on, Ritter, where are you, man? Give me your vote. He's hiding what's-his-name's garage. Yep. He's burning his Hulk Hogan action figures. All righty, so that's one vote for Johnny. Bobby Mack, you're up. So you get to vote. Do you think it's Bama or do you think it's Johnny? Oh, man. You know, it's a tough one. Um, I disagree with both of them. Um, but I'd have to say Bama has attacked Hogan more than Showtime has. Uh, but You're doing, you're doing a cumulative attack here. Okay. <laughs> but I am going to go ahead and go Bama on this one. Um, I do agree with a lot of his stuff outside of the Hogan stuff. Um, so, Bama Dave, you've got my vote. Well, that put, that puts me in a tough dilemma because that means Johnny got one vote, that means Bama got one vote. So now I have the, the ungrateful job of casting the winning vote. So, gentlemen, without much to do at all, I would like to say that I'm going to give my point to Bama Dave of the Bamard Slammer podcast, making him the—he is now the master debater for the first ever Botch Spots and Chair Shots State of the Wrestling Union debate. I appreciate it. Excellent. All right, gentlemen. So that's that. We've got a—we've got a new uh, master debater, somebody who can hold his own in a wrestling debate. As we get ready to sign off, uh, gentlemen, that was a lot of fun. Plug your stuff. Let's go home. Johnny, you're first. Well, guys, I appreciate you uh, having me on tonight. I absolutely, I love doing podcasts. I love doing shows like this. And I absolutely love talking about wrestling. I could do it all night. Um, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Nice to meet you guys. Absolutely. Go balls. And uh, I look forward to having you guys, uh, having me back on or uh, maybe seeing you guys at the show. I'd love for you two to come up. Other than Will, I'd love for you two to come up and see our show. <laughs> outside of Nashville. And, uh, you can get out of that uh, crazy state of Alabama. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Bama, plug your stuff. Tell everybody where you're at. Uh, it's always a pleasure and an honor to be on here with you, Will, Bobby, as well. Johnny, nice to meet you. I will be DMing you. I'd love to get you on the Bammer Slammer occasionally. Um, we, uh, like I said, the Bammer Slammer, we usually go live every single Thursday night on the Smack Draw Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash Smack Draw. Again, follow me on social media at Bammer Slammer and follow our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Smack Draw Podcast. Uh, we're dropping stuff every single day over there. Uh, Will's dropping all kinds of great stuff. Check out his interviews and the videos he's done. Of course, Kyle and RN drop the uh, the rewind every weekend. And uh, shout out to Allison for making us all look good with your awesome graphics and video content. You are amazing. You are the boss behind the scenes. So again, thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Bobby. You guys are awesome. It's always an honor to do this kind of stuff with you guys. Bobby Mack, you're up. Yeah, I love being with all you guys on here. Um, you know, there's always a... Uh element of surprise when somebody wears a big a on their hat you're hoping that they did not read the scarlet letter and they're not like looking at that as a bad thing but it is a bad thing 
Crimson. Um, Crimson. Yeah. Crimson. Crimson. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Florida State pushed on all the way. But, yeah, uh, you, anytime you want to follow Yellow Shoe Guy, we are all over the place, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on Xbox, whether it's on um, what's the other one, Twitch. Like, we just go around and uh, just say hi and just, like, have friendly time. Like friendly times and friendly conversations. So, um, Will, it's all up to you now. Excellent. Well, now as we close another episode of Botch Bots and Chair Shots, I want to take a minute and thank you for listening. Remind you to go to wherever you do anything on the internet, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, iHeartRadio, literally all the options. Remember to like, follow, subscribe, unsubscribe, then subscribe again. Leave a comment telling us how great we are, how terrible we sound. Either way, it helps our algorithm and it helps us find new listeners. If you're feeling extra generous and want to be one of the VIP people, head over to Patreon and donate to the Smack Draw Podcast Network. You get some swag and we get some sweet guests. It's a win-win. As always, I'm your host, The Will Gray. Thanks for stopping by and listening, my people. Watch Spots and Share Shots. And people, just to start off, if y'all haven't, go subscribe to Watch Spots and Share Shots on all platforms to make sure we get in here on Watch Spots and Share Shots, one of the hottest podcasts out here. Definitely from the spotlight. DJ Savage represents the Takeover Day. And Watch Spots and Share Shots, just stop. Savage!